Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. As I was flying through uh, Chicago coming back from Pittsburgh earlier today, you know, it was a reminder as I was walking through the airport because we give up meat during Lent. Now, some of you give up meat all the time, so I shouldn't complain. But as I was walking through, as I was walking through the airport, you know, seeing the different things I was going to be missing out on, the ice cream and all these different things that Lent takes away, uh, it's a reminder to us of how the Lord is calling us to be purified, how the Lord is calling us uh, to be purified by himself uh, and purified so that we can live in the newness of life that the gift of Easter is. And why, why do we do what we do during Lent? What is the invitation from Jesus? Ultimately, I think it's about what is proposed to us in the book of Exodus today. What is proposed to us is a call to holiness. It's a call to holiness, to be holy as the Lord is holy. So how do we do that? I think, first of all, we have to keep in mind the fact that everybody is called to holiness. It's not just the prerogative of me as a priest or Brother Thomas and Brother Andrew and Brother Peter as religious or the other religious who are also here tonight. It's not just the prerogative of some professional group of holy people, but it's a call, it is a universal call that everybody is called to. But the holiness that each of us is called to is within the particular context of the life that we are finding ourselves in, and the context that you're in right now in being a student. And so Jesus is going to call you to an expression of holiness, which is proper to the vocation that you have of being a student right now. And so, for example, when St. Ignatius uh, gives instruction to uh, the guys that are studying to be Jesuits uh, back in his time, he limited the amount that the seminarians could pray. He wouldn't let them go over a certain amount of time that he set because he wanted them to focus on their studies. And so we don't have to have it in our mind that it's like Jesus versus studies. But we need to integrate prayer, integrate our spiritual life into the context that the Lord, that we find ourselves in, in the present moment. So that's the first thing, is to live a life of holiness in the context that you find yourself. The second thing is to be responsible. Holiness means being responsible for that which is entrusted to you right now. So what it doesn't, it means partly that you need to let go sometimes of things that are not yours to be worried about. So sometimes we can get overly occupied with things, overly worried about things that we actually have zero control over. Right? You might be frustrated by something uh, you know, going on in your hometown, or you might be frustrated uh, with something that's completely out of your control when what the Lord is primarily asking you to focus on is that which is right in front of you. And there will come a time, you know, when, when you might have, be able to have like a larger impact, but maybe Jesus is just calling you to love your roommate this week. 
Maybe he's just calling you to love the people that you live with and not just be like overly focused and getting frustrated about things going on way outside of your control. And so part of what we need to do is just be mindful of that which we are responsible for. You're responsible for your grades. You're responsible for the housing that you live in, right? You're responsible for your friendships around you. And sometimes the, the larger things going on in the world are, are very limited, right? I can be anxious and worried about, you know, something going on, you know, with a future deployment that I might have. But the reality is right now I have zero control over that. And so me worrying about it isn't actually doing anything um, other than stressing me out. So we don't want to uh, waste time on things that are not ours to worry about. The other thing uh, that we need to do is we need to sometimes realize that we don't have to fight every battle. Uh, one of the interesting things if you study world history and uh, World War II history is that the United States, when we were attempting to win World War II, one of the things we did in the Pacific was we chose to skip some islands. So there was some islands that were occupied by uh, the Japanese at the time, and we literally just bypassed them and went on to the more strategically important islands. And so I think what this has to do with holiness is sometimes we can think to ourselves, I have to fight every battle, I have to fix every problem that I perceive in myself, I have to become virtuous in every single area uh, tonight and not wait till tomorrow. And the fact is, is that maybe Jesus just wants you to focus on one virtue during Lent and not worry about like every single possible virtue or every single imperfection that you have, but just focus on one thing and island hop, right? Skip over some of the islands, just like we did in World War II, and just focus on that which the Lord is asking you to focus on in the present moment. And so we're invited by the Lord to live this life of holiness, to live this life of holiness. And part of uh, what holiness is, is the fact that we live in the context of a community of people in some fashion. You might live by yourself in an apartment or you might have a single room. I don't know how it works at DU if, if you ever have a single room where you just have your own room to yourself. Uh, but the fact is, is that we live within the context of a group of people. And so part of what holiness means is learning to live in a community of people and learning to love one another. And one of the challenges in living in community is how do you deal with difficulties, right? How do you deal with a difficulty that arises amongst living together, right? People do annoying things when we live together. Just ask Brother Thomas, you know, if annoying things that I do, right? And he can list probably like five things right off the top of his head. But the important thing about how to go about living together in an effective way and living a holy life within the context of a community of people, whether it be now being in a dorm or in a house or whatever, is how you go about dealing with difficulty. And so one of the things, and we hear about this in the readings, it says, you may have to reprove your fellow citizen, but do not incur sin because of him. So the part of what it means when you have to deal with a difficulty, when you have to correct somebody or reprove somebody, if you will, I would say that there's three things that are important about 
doing this well. The first thing is that you always uh, deal with a difficulty, deal with correcting somebody with charity, with love. And so you don't want to go into a situation where you're trying to deal with a difficult situation and simply be like angry at them and like express all of your wrath upon them. Uh, and one of my, a mentor of mine, uh, who's this command chap in the Naval Academy, he says that you can get much more done in life with honey than vinegar, right? So the smoother you are, right, the more likely somebody's actually going to receive whatever you have to say. So being mindful of doing things in charity in the context of community. And then remember that the goal is a holy life. The second thing is if you have to deal with some difficulty in the context of a community of people, it's important to be clear about what you are dealing with and not bringing up every single problem that you've ever had in your friendship with this person or every single problem you've perceived in the whole year in living in the house together, right? And just bringing up like seven different things that annoy you about the person. This is hitting home apparently. Um, <laughs> Because part of the difficulty is if, if Brother Thomas is trying to deal with one specific thing, like, Father Paul, you left the light on, you know, and then he brings up, Father Paul, you left the light on, and then you did this, and you forgot to do this, and, and he lists, like, every failure I've done the entire academic year. It's going to be much more difficult to, one, receive the, the intervention, receive the correction, but then, two, like, when he does that, when he piles that on like that, it just makes me really defensive, right? Because it's, it's just like getting shot at multiple times, right? You just wanna like fight back, you wanna hide. Um, and so when you have to deal with a difficult situation, bring up the specific thing. Don't bring up every issue you've ever had with the person. And this is true of dating and a relationship or whatever. Same deal, right? Don't pile on people um, because it doesn't work. Um, and nor does it really help you to build a solid community of people and to become holy, which is the goal. Then the last thing about dealing with a difficult situation with somebody in the context of community, trying to be a community of holy people, is we should always uh, deal with the situation in a private way, right? So if Brother Thomas has an issue with me, Brother Thomas, the ideal way to go about reproving me is not to stand at the dinner table and be like, Father Paul, here's what you did, dot, 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 right? Because then he's embarrassing me in front of a group of people, right? And just like with uh, the thing with the piling on, I'm much more likely to be defensive towards that person when they're like embarrassing me and bringing up my faults in front of a group of people. And so part of, you know, what, we need to be mindful of is generally speaking to always admonish to correct to deal with a difficult situation with the person individually now there's times where like if I did something like you know started dropping f-bombs during a homily or something you know brother Thomas should probably like publicly correct me because I'm publicly causing scandal right I'm like saying things that are disheartening people and like people are running out the door crying you know because of what I'm saying <laughs> then Brother Thomas should publicly intervene. However, if it's like something that's a private thing that they're doing wrong, then you should deal with it privately um, so that 
it's much more likely um, to be received um, because, and, and that's what the Lord tells us. Like he tells us in other part of the Gospels, when we correct one another, when we admonish a brother or sister, we always want to uh, go to them first and not create like a, a large uh, scene because of it. So that's the, the thing about holiness. Holiness is particular, right, to our specific vocation. It's also uh, something where we need to be mindful of the fact that we are responsible for certain things and we don't need uh, to act like we're the chancellor of the University of Denver, the president of the United States, right? Because what we are right now, I'm a priest responsible for the University of Denver and I'm and I'm not the bishop, the Archbishop of Denver, I'm not the Pope, and so I don't need to act in my mind like I'm that. And then we need to be mindful of the fact that holiness is lived within the context of community and a specific way that we live out holiness together uh, is that we intervene in the proper way um, that we just talked about, through charity, clarity, and addressing things in private. Then the last two things that I'd like to highlight today um, is what we hear in the second reading. St. Paul tells us, you are the temple of God, the Spirit of God dwells in you. And he says, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. It's kind of intense. Why, why is it so intense? The temple of the Lord, right in Jerusalem, was a place dedicated to God. It was the dwelling place of God on earth. And what St. Paul is saying to the Corinthians is that you are as you are of greater value, or at least equal value, because the temple at that point wasn't destroyed. You are of greater value than the temple in Jerusalem. You are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. And so when you disrespect a place where God dwells, God is not going to be happy. And so we need to be mindful of, in relation to each other, the fact that God dwells in them, that God dwells in them, and that they are temples of God. And so we want to be honoring and loving and respecting of them. And if you think about, right, if I just, like, took the chalice, right, that's on the credence table. Credence table is just the little table to the left of the altar. Catholic trivia for you. Um, <laughs> So if I just took the chalice and threw it on the ground and then started stepping on it, right, that would be a horrible thing, right? And Brother Thomas would probably start crying. Um, <laughs> versus if I, if I took a glass, right, a glass from the cabinet at the DU house and threw it on the ground, you'd be like, why are you throwing a, a random glass on the ground? And you wouldn't... You wouldn't think to yourself, like, wow, Father Paul is a horrible person, right? But if you saw me destroying a chalice, you'd think to yourself, like, this priest has problems. Um, and similarly, right, we can, never, we can never treat another person with disrespect. We can never treat another person like a disposable thing. Because that is one of the temptations of the world today. Pope Francis, in talking about our culture today, not just our culture like here in the United States, but the culture around the world, one of the things that Pope Francis says is that we live in a throwaway culture. We live in a throwaway culture in relationship to our recklessness with the environment, but we also live in a throwaway culture in relationship to other people. 
We just think sometimes of people as, as disposable or like dis, we just so easily disrespect people. And even sometimes in our communication with other people, right, how often, and I didn't never realize that this was like an actual thing uh, until I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, but I never realized like that people intentionally ghosted other people, right, where you just like ignored them, like, and now sometimes I won't answer the phone because I'm in a meeting or whatever, but I, I, I never like just like, oh, that person's calling me, like, I don't want to talk to them, I'm never going to talk to them, end the call, you know, and just completely ignore them. But when I saw that, I realized, oh, like, there's this generation of people, like, ghost people sometimes. And ghosting people is not respectful. If you don't want to talk to somebody, just tell them, like, hey, I don't want to talk to you. Because um, at least you're communicating honestly with them, rather than just, like, leaving them hanging. Um, and so I encourage you, in your relationship with other people, this is a concrete way that you can honor one another, we can honor one another in our communication. We can honor our families in terms of how we communicate with them. Uh, this is something for myself that I, I dealt with uh, with one of my siblings where my sibling was calling me often. I was unavailable to talk to them at that time. And then I just realized I need to like communicate like, hey, I'm really busy. I cannot talk to you every week. But let's like set a time to meet. Let's set a time to talk once a month. Um, and so rather than just like only calling them once a month, but then they have sort of the expectation in their mind that I'm going to call them every week. So it's good to be clear with one another. It's good to be clear with those people that we love um, so that we're not disrespecting them, dishonoring them. And then the very last thing um, is that Jesus calls us to challenging words today. Jesus calls us not to just love our friends, which can be difficult in itself. But then he calls us beyond just loving our friends well to love our enemies and to pray for those that persecute you. Because what we're doing when we do that, when we love our enemies, when we bless those who attack us, we are becoming more and more like the Heavenly Father. Jesus says that the, the sun shines on the good and the bad equally. And so there's this sense in which we are invited to become more and more like the Lord who loves. Not just because people love us, not because they can, we can get something from them, but because they are worthy of being honored and loved. And that sometimes through our love, through our graciousness, we can actually effect change and conversion in another person's life. And so may we have the grace today as we prepare to enter into the Lenten season in just a few days. May we have the grace today to become holy. To become holy in reality. Not just to become holy in like this abstract idea of I want to become holy. But to really become holy in the way that we live. In the way that we interact with our brothers and sisters. By not ghosting. By correcting and intervening in a way uh, that is respectful and loving. Um, so that we can be the people of God. And that we can radiate the light and love of Jesus to the world.